This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the April 15, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. It is Easter weekend. I won't give any grand religious thoughts. Let's just all try to be nice to each other regardless of faith. Quick hitters. The guided missile cruiser hit by a Ukrainian missile a day or two ago has sunk, or as Moscow News may have reported, was converted into a submarine. The same Russian warship mentioned in this next comment. I'm going to try to spend the weekend trying to find out how to buy a Ukrainian stamp. A stamp with a Russian warship in the background and a Ukrainian soldier in the foreground holding up his middle finger to the warship in a sign of defiance and disrespect. Google the alleged Brooklyn subway shooter and you will find fact-based headlines on the story. Four victims still hospitalized. Event information about the shooter appearing in court or New York City to honor transit heroes. Add the word racist and you will see headlines that the alleged shooter had made racist rants for years, though not meant much mention of color. Question. If the shooter were white and had ranted racism for years, would you have to add racist to the Google search to find that out? Moving on. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said, quote, We must ensure that the only route to asylum in the UK is a safe and legal one. And those who, in further quoting, and those who try to jump the queue or abuse our system will find no automatic path to set them up in our country, but rather be swiftly and humanely removed to a safe third country or their country of origin, end quote. The third country is Rwanda, per the link to Reuters article. I could draw a parallel to the United States, but y'all are smart enough to do that on your own. I learned so much from reading Jonathan Turley and did again today. Conservatives started a site called At Libs of TikTok. Seems they post liberals talking about themselves, and I don't believe they're taken out of context. These are not clandestine videos, but are videos posted by the liberals elsewhere. Twitter deemed the content hateful and suspended the site. Did they do that because the words were hateful or because it makes liberals look bad? Since I allege to personally be at the 40-yard line on the side of Republicans, I wonder if I should have included this one. I do so from a free speech standpoint, and in my view, Twitter is playing unfairly. It must be fun to be Elon Musk. A Saudi heavyweight tweeted that he did not think Musk's offer for Twitter was high enough. Musk reply tweeted, quote, what are the kingdom's views on journalistic freedom of speech? End quote. Since Saudi Arabia sucks at freedom of speech, I like that short, on-target question. Also, Vanguard increased their stock ownership of Twitter, so they now are the largest stockholder and not Musk. What is the end game for the attempted Twitter takeover? My guesses are that Musk will have some fun, and then Twitter will reject the offer, and Musk will cry all of the way to the bank as he sells his shares at a higher price than he paid. Then he will start a competitive product. The Republican National Committee voted to bar Republican candidates from events hosted by the Commission on Presidential Debates. The Republican Committee says they will try to find a better, less biased debate group to work with. I don't want to get into a full-throated, is-to-is-not argument. I tried to find the specific Republican allegations and any possible responses, but could not. I would like to see those before making my own judgment. If the Republicans haven't publicly made, publicly made the case, then shame on them. 
If they have and it is not in the news, then shame on the news. If it's out there and I fail to find it, then shame on me. I will share a story to show just how nerdy I am. After 9-11, all sorts of reporters were saying Bush in his first few months should have paid more attention to terrorism. That could be true. But I did not like the high-mindedness of the reporters. I took transcripts of the three 2020 presidential debates and the VP debate and pulled out all the answers. I only looked at the questions asked by the reporters, or I should say moderators. Next, I summarized those questions into categories. There was, as I recall, only one or no question, depending on how you were scoring, that was terrorism-related. If reporters are going to say, I told you so, they have to first tell you so. I may try to get all the questions from the presidential 2020 debates and see what that tells me about the moderators. My deep dive for today was going to be Ukraine. I started to write it yesterday and was totally unimpressed with myself. I will wait and try to do better. For today's deep dives, do lockdowns work? As another possible COVID wave threatens the United States, that, that seems like a good question to ask. I know pre-pandemic accepted health policy was that lockdowns don't work. The World Health Organization returned to the lockdowns don't work thinking after the world flirted with lockdowns. The U.S. not so much. We seem to be following the policy that if you only have a hammer, just bang away with it. I bring lockdowns up because for almost a week I've read of a study that says lockdowns did not help relative to COVID and caused harm in other areas. I held off mentioning the study because the stories were mostly in the media from the right. That could be because it's a poor quality study or because the study is not helpful to the democratic narrative. But I can't keep waiting. A summary of the article is in the link and from there you can link to the actual study. Let me warn you that if you read the study, you will be exposed to math. Still, the introduction section of the study is worth a read. The study compared the effectiveness of state responses by looking at adjusted mortality, economic measures such as unemployment and state GDP, and schooling. Mortality was adjusted due to the population's age, obesity, and prevalence of diabetes. According to the article, the National Bureau of Economic Research found, the found quote, the correlation between health and economy scores is essentially zero which suggests that states that withdrew the most from economic activity did not ex significantly improve health by doing so, end quote. Also quoting, although sometimes criticizing as having policies that were too open, Florida proved to have average mortality while maintaining a high level of economic activity and 96% open schools, end quote, the study notes. They talked about the needlessness of school closures and the associated harms. The author of the article says that there have been dozens of studies showing similar lockdown results, but the Biden administration is reluctant to back off the remaining restrictions. My view? If you've been beating a drum long enough, it is damn hard to stop. Liberals might think about that when it comes to lockdowns. I understand the concept seemed reasonable at the beginning of the pandemic. Two years ago, what the hell else were we going to do? Conservatives might think about drum beating in relation to the election fraud. At some point conclude there wasn't enough shenanigans to change the election. Biden really won. Yes, there were sh some shenanigans, but not enough. Fight to end the shenanigans, but don't keep beating a false drum. 
Thanks for listening to the views on the news from the couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.